Hey everyone, Craig Baird here. Before I begin today's story, I want to take a moment and ask that you check me out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. There are several tiers with great benefits, from ad-free content to t-shirts and other cool stuff. And I have plenty of wonderful merch in my store, and the link is in my show notes. As well, if you're a fan of Canadian history, make sure you check out all of my shows, from John to Justin, Canadian History X, Canada, A Yearly Journey, and Pucks and Cups, along with Canada's Great War. And don't forget, you can also donate directly to the show at www.canadaehx.com. Just click Donate. It helps keep this show going. Okay, on with the show. I'm Craig Baird, and this is From John to Justin. We've reached the fifth premiere of Prince Edward Island and the last in the first section of our premiere series for the island province. Today, I'm looking at the life of Neil MacLeod. Born on Prince Edward Island on December 15, 1842 to Roderick MacLeod and Flora MacDonald, both of whom were Baptist immigrants from the Isle of Skye in Scotland. After attending school in Prince Edward Island, MacLeod moved to Wolfville, Nova Scotia, where he studied at the Horton Academy and Acadia College. Upon receiving his law degree, he articled with a firm in Charlottetown and was admitted to the bar on the island in 1873. He also worked as the commissioner of the poorhouse and as a trustee to the public Prince Edward Island Hospital for the Insane. On June 27, 1877, he married Isabella Jane Adelaide Hayden. Together, they would have one son and five daughters. In a move that surprised many, MacLeod was appointed as the provincial secretary and treasurer for the province in March 1879. This shocked many because he had no experience in the position and was not an MLA. Only a few days later, an election was called and MacLeod easily won in his riding in Charlottetown. This began a career in the legislature that would last for the next 14 years. Despite his sudden appointment to his portfolio in March 1879, he only stayed in the portfolio until March 1888 when he was replaced by Donald Ferguson. In hindsight, it's likely his appointment was an election tactic. This would begin the quick rise of MacLeod in the Prince Edward Island legislature. In May 1887, he supported a resolution against coercion of law enforcement and was described as giving an able speech over the matter. Until 1889, MacLeod held cabinet positions in the government of Wilfred Sullivan until Sullivan himself resigned. At this point, MacLeod took over as the Premier of Prince Edward Island. There was no real controversy related to MacLeod taking over as Premier. Senator Samuel Prowse wrote to Sir Johnny MacDonald, stating, MacLeod ought to be leader. I hear no other names mentioned. Almost as soon as he was chosen as leader and Premier, MacLeod put his support behind the construction of a tunnel to the mainland and liquor licensing laws, both of which met defeat in the provincial legislature. But temperance was growing in importance at this time, and MacLeod advocated for a temperance textbook at a reduced price. On January 30, 1890, MacLeod called an election, going up against a Liberal Party that did not make many announcements of policy. MacLeod would campaign on the government's success in dealing with Ottawa and its fiscal responsibility over the past decade. In the 1890 election, his government barely won a victory with 16 seats to the 14 won by the Liberals. The government was on incredibly shaky ground, but it lasted for its first session. 
However, in March 1891, three of his party members resigned to contest the federal election. With the loss of those members, three by-elections were held with the Liberals winning two and an independent Conservative winning another riding. The Conservative, John Jenkins, was at odds with his party and he sided with the Liberals, giving them the majority they needed. But this was not the end of McLeod's government. On April 17th, the Executive Council would ask for a dissolution, arguing that the Liberals had more members in the House now, but the Lieutenant Governor, Jebediah Carvel, refused. A near-constitutional crisis would be avoided when, on April 22nd, McLeod resigned as Premier of the province. An interesting footnote is that he resigned via telephone to the Lieutenant Governor, making him possibly the first elected official in Canada and the British Empire to resign from government via a phone call. He then moved into the role as the opposition leader and promised to assist the new Liberal government in every measure that was in the interest of the country. But that didn't stop him from arguing for the abolition of the Legislative Council as the only means of reducing the deficit in the province. And during the final debate on the bill to amalgamate the Council and Assembly, he tried to move an amendment to remove the property qualification for the election to the Assembly. Unfortunately, he was unsuccessful in this. The legislative career of McLeod ended on March 9, 1893, when he was appointed as the judge of the Prince County Court. The Montreal Gazette reported, The vacant seat on the Supreme Court bench of this province will likely be filled by the appointment of Mr. Neil McLeod. This arrangement would give general satisfaction. He would remain on the bench for 22 years, becoming a widely respected judge. McLeod would also often speak in New England about Prince Edward Island. The Montreal Gazette would report on one such speech on October 7, 1894, stating, Neil McLeod describes Prince Edward Island, which is illustrated from sketches by Robert Harris and others. Only three months after he retired from the bench, he passed away on October 19, 1915, in Summerside, Prince Edward Island. The Charlottetown Guardian stated that he was one of the old-school stalwarts, well-educated, thoroughly grounded in the principles of his chosen profession, and scrupulously honest and upright, a keen student of human nature, a fair and unbiased reasoner, and a thoroughly impartial judge. I hope you enjoyed that episode about Neil McLeod. Next week, we're going to start our look at the Premiers of Alberta. Information from Biography, Canadian Encyclopedia, Calgary Herald, Wikipedia, Halifax Herald, Montreal Gazette, and the Prince Edward Island Archives. If this is your first time listening and you like what you heard, please take a moment and give us a five-star review to help other people find these amazing stories, and there are so many for you to sink your teeth into. If you enjoy this podcast, then please check out my other podcasts, From John to Justin, Canada, A Yearly Journey, Pucks and Cups, and Canada's Great War. We love hearing from you, so if you have a show topic you want me to cover, email me at craig at canadaehx.com. Or stop by my website and social media. I'll include all of those in my show notes. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.